Welcome back to the Emergency Goalies. It is a short week this week with Thanksgiving coming up. We're recording a little early, so there are only two Blackhawks games. And uh, they weren't great. One was slightly better than the other, but Saturday, the Blackhawks went to Boston, and we talked about the Bruins were a bad matchup for the Blackhawks, and wow. Were they a bad matchup for the Blackhawks? Because the Blackhawks got beat six to one and they were never really in the game. So, I mean, I don't think there's much more to say about that. It got ugly. Yeah, um, I only saw parts of the game, but yeah, the parts that I saw were pretty, pretty ugly. And uh, I think that was an expected outcome, but uh, still disheartening to see nonetheless. Yes. And then the next day, Sunday, uh, they went back home to play the Penguins, and Marion Hosta got his number retired. So it was, I would assume, probably the only sellout of the season we're going to see, unless the Blackhawks suddenly play much better, but I don't think that's going to happen. This was a more evenly played game, but the Penguins still moved up to a Three nothing lead, and you thought, well, this one's going to get out of hand again. But the Blackhawks actually fought back in this one and scored three consecutive goals to tie the score in the third period. And then it was, it was almost like the Penguins had kind of let off the gas in the third period. And then once the Blackhawks tied it, it's like they immediately went right down the ice and scored to go back up 4-3, and they would win 5-3. So, I mean, a better effort for sure than Saturday, but it still ended up being two losses for the Blackhawks. Yeah, absolutely. It was a a more competitive game. Even when the the Penguins were up 3-0, it's not like they were completely dominating the way that the Bruins were. The Blackhawks were still very much in the game. They were even out shooting the Penguins for the majority of the game. Um, but yeah, you know, it was a it was a fairly solid effort from the team. I think what this game showed as much as any of the ones that we've seen over the previous two three weeks is the de- the defensive depth is being strained with. Seth Jones being out and it's games like this, where you got some elite players on the other side and um, you know, the, the penguins are are so good off of the rush and just not having your, your number one defenseman that's, you know, playing 20, 25 minutes a game. It's really tough. And it was a good night, though, uh, getting getting to watch the host of ceremony and uh, just kind of re- getting to all the stories and getting to relive some of the moments in that that they, they discussed during the broadcast. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, you know, still a fun night, even even with the loss. Um, I'm, I'm sure the team got a little bit of a spark out of mm-hmm. uh, getting to play in front of. Uh, yeah, because it wasn't just Hosa there. Obviously, uh, you know, a bunch of his former teammates were there as well. So, 
I'm sure Taves and Kane got a kick out of that too, getting to catch up with a bunch of the guys. So, yes. But yeah, I mean, and you, could, you can kind of see like when you see those two games, you can kind of see the difference between the Bruins and the Penguins. Like, why are the Penguins struggling a bit more than the Bruins? Like, you can see that the defense for the Penguins is not quite as solid as the Bruins defense. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Penguins remind me quite a bit of how the Hawks were playing a few years ago where, you know, they were still playoff competitive, um, but were kind of living and dying off of their skill mm-hmm. um, and don't necessarily do a lot of the little things that you need to do. And so, the, you know, they're, they're scoring a lot off of the rush. They're, um, you know, making really nice individual plays or really nice passes, you know, to set up a specific teammate. But if you play them structurally well, you can kind of contain them a little bit and they themselves don't play quite as structurally well. So if you get a good push against them and you can control the puck a little bit, you can kind of take it to them a little. Um, whereas the, the Bruins um, are both skilled and structurally sound and they just keep the puck away from a team like the Blackhawks who just don't have the, the, the horses to match them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it was a, a good lesson for, you know, just kind of where the Hawks are at, especially, you know, when they're down a good player like Seth Jones. Mm-hmm. And I think this, these are a couple of games that are going to be um, good examples of what we're probably going to see after the deadline when Taves and Kane aren't around. <laughs> Yes. Um, you know, you subtract some good players and when you take on, you know, good or skilled teams, it, it can be, it can be a rough ride for you. So, yeah. So interesting that you uh, mentioned Seth Jones, because a couple of days ago, there were stories that he was still a couple of weeks away and now he's practicing like full go practicing. Yeah. And he said, he's going to play, he's going to try to play tomorrow. So um, I think they they are still listing him as a game day decision, but he said he wants to play. Yeah, so that's I mean, obviously he started feeling better. Yep. He's gonna try to play through pain. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um it's uh I, I mean I can't imagine he's rushing back or they're gonna allow him to rush back. I think we're pretty much in line with what they had originally said yeah. for Three the injury timeline. Before. It was yeah, I think it was just kind of last week when he first started skating on the side. You know, there was maybe a little concerned because he was still having some problems with the wrist or whatever, but mm-hmm. apparently just needed an extra few days and it must have cleared it up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you know, obviously good news getting your best defenseman back. And that's hopefully going to help them in this upcoming week when the schedule gets a little easier to handle. Yeah. Um, you did mention uh, earlier that you thought maybe this might uh, the 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 Hosa game was potentially the only sellout of the year. Mm-hmm. I do wonder as we get close to the trade deadline, and it becomes clear that Taves and Kane. that, that and Kane are going to be gone. I I do wonder if the last couple of home games before the uh, trade deadline, um, the building fills back up. I could see that. Yes. 
especially so, if word was like leaking out that there's like yeah serious negotiations or whatever. Yeah, if, if the rumors are coming out, or if Taves and Kane publicly state that they've they're waiving their you know their trade yeah. and their no trade clauses, then yeah, I could definitely see the fans coming out to. You would think definitely the last game before, right? Yeah, and then if they have if they do get traded. Uh, you know, to a team that comes back into the building later in the year, I could, I could potentially see, you know, uh, the, 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 the barn coming back out to, to watch Taser Kane on a different team. So, yeah. But Uh, for normal games, it's not going to happen this year. And I I do also wonder if this is uh, um, one of the reasons why uh, they did the host well, n- not just that, but um, you know, I, I, I'm assuming like next year, maybe we get the Chelio slash Seabrook day, yeah. and then maybe the following year we get the Duncan Keith day, <laughs> just so that they can get a little yeah. bit of uh, generate a little interest and a little bit of revenue. Um, yeah, someone was joking that um, they're gonna have um, like um, Duncan Keith and Sharp and a bunch of people just this year. Every day, a new number retired. No, I, I think they'll spread it out a little bit because they know that this is going to be a, a long rebuild. Um, and I do think they they are serious about. I mean, they they they've kind of maintained the you either are all famer or um, yeah. So they can still do the 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 Chelios and make the Seabrook ex- exception. Yes. Um, but uh, I mean, I think the next one that would be up would be Duncan Keith. And now that he's officially retired, I think what is the, I think hockey, it's three years. Yeah. Um, for Hall of Fame eligibility. So yeah. Get in pretty quickly. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he'd be first ballot and yeah. get right in. So yeah. So th- those are the two that I'm expecting over the next, you know, two to three years. Yeah. I don't I don't foresee Sharp or Jalmerson no. or Crawford getting theirs retired. So no. Yeah, so I, yeah, and one more injury note. Um we expected Tyler Johnson back this last weekend, but whatever there was some kind of delay and yeah. wasn't pulling up to it or whatever. So maybe this week coming up, but we'll see. Yeah, you know, um with the Seth Jones news the last day or two. Um, I don't know if the Tyler Johnson news just got pushed aside or whatever, but I, I, I haven't read or seen anything about his potential return. So, yeah, I don't know if he maybe suffered a setback or he just mm-hmm. needed a little extra time or what. So, yeah, it'd be nice to get them both back tomorrow right. night. So. All right. So I guess now we'll kind of look ahead to the next week coming up since this mm-hmm. was a short week and there really wasn't much to talk about on the ice because – Things didn't go well, so. No. So, yeah, we got uh, Dallas tomorrow night. Uh, that is a road game. Uh, Dallas is playing pretty darn well. So mm-hmm. that's going to be a, a, you know, a tough matchup. And, you know, especially if some of the guys are looking forward to getting together with family and that on the holidays or whatever, you do wonder if uh, their head's going to be completely in that game or if they're going to be looking forward to a flight home. Although 
they do have a very quick turnaround where they have to go to Montreal on, or they're at home against Montreal on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be the Kirby doc uh, return to the UC. Uh, he's a guy that's playing pretty darn well for them on their top line playing right wing. Uh, I know the, the fans there have been very happy with that trade. Mm-hmm. So um, I have, I have watched a couple of their games um, this year so far, and he's playing much more assertive um, skating hard, pretty much through the whole shift for checking back, checking, doing a lot of the little things that we saw him do in spurts, um, but didn't always get the consistent effort yeah. uh, from him. But yeah, he's, he's playing pretty darn well. And then uh, after the Montreal game, we got Saturday off, but then Sunday uh, Winnipeg comes to town and Winnipeg's kind of up and down a little bit. Uh, I've found this year um, they are um third in the division and they've got a, a good solid record. Um, they've only lost five games, but um, it does seem like a, a few of their losses have been bad losses. So um, I, it, if they bring their a game, the Blackhawks aren't going to probably be able to hold up against them, but, but if they're off, they might. Yeah. Yeah. You might, you know, maybe if you catch them against their backup goalie or something like that, um, if they take the Blackhawks lightly or something, but yeah, I mean, you got a first place Dallas team, a third place Winnipeg team. And then Montreal is, you know, they're, they're hanging around the playoff picture, but uh, they're, they're a very, they're a very young team. They've got a lot of 20, 21, 22 year olds that are very talented. They're not full tank, but they're not really going all out for it. Right. They're, they're, they're kind of in the building up phase of, of a rebuild. They haven't, uh, um, you know, they got the first pick last year mm-hmm. and, you know, they're, they, they've got a, a nice group of, of young players and, you know, they're acquiring people like Kirby doc, whereas mm-hmm. the Blackhawks are at the point where they're still tearing down and trading yeah. away guys like Kirby doc. So, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're a team that's kind of like a year or two ahead of the Blackhawks. So, uh, yeah, they're 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 playing pretty strong. So you, and and they're playing pretty strong in the Eastern Conference, which is probably more impressive than what the yeah. uh, Jets are doing in the Western Conference. So yeah, yeah, it's not not an easy week by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, well, yeah, and um, I guess at this point you're just if they win, it's nice, but mm-hmm. they're losing. You know what they're going for, so. Right. Yeah, I just, I'm just looking for competitive hockey and I'm going to keep cheering for them. I'm never going to complain about a win, no. um, but uh, I'm also not going to complain about a loss. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I'll never tell anyone how to be a fan, but I'm never going to cheer for them to win, to lose. Exactly. But I will cheer for them to win, but when the game is over and they've lost, it's not, not going to, it's not going to make an impact on my day. Yes. All right, yeah, and I guess always to anyone out, everyone out there listening, I hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving. Absolutely. And maybe the Blackhawks will win on the day before Thanksgiving. And yeah, be a little bonus. And um, of course, on Twitter, Michael, MJ underscore Ernst, and I'm STH eighty five. And you can subscribe to the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. And until our uh, next episode. Happy Thanksgiving and go Hawks.